welcome to the Canaan! Yes, yes. Welcome. This is The Caning, a topical podcast where we rather stupidly try to get comedians to discuss serious stories. Think of it like a a question time uh, for comedians. Now, this is notoriously a bad time um, for news. Not much goes on. Everyone goes on holiday. I don't know why world events fucking stop when someone goes on holiday. I can't imagine some terrorist going, we must respect the rules. David Cameron's all-inclusive in the Maldives. And... uh, (laughs) But for some reason it does, which is really annoying, because we need you. The one thing that has bloody started is the football season. Now, I, I'm supposed to be a man, I'm supposed to be called Russell and a comedian. I can't stand football. I don't understand it. I don't understand sport. For me, I'm one of those people that's such an egomaniac. I can't enjoy something unless I'm at least a little bit good at it myself. Do you know what I mean? Like even someone playing the trumpet. Piss off, wanker, because I can't do it myself. Right? I've got no physical skills. That part of my brain did not grow. You are the video space. Look, I've got a big creative bit. I can talk about my feelings till 4 a.m., ladies, but I can't put a shelf on the wall, right? I'm like the opposite of my dad. He was the type of man that could look at a shelf and it went on the wall. Get up, prick! Up it went. Right? And I was like, please, Papa, can I sit under the shelf and tell you how it makes me feel in its shade? Right? And I'm straight, by the way, heterosexual, just throwing it out there. I love Fanny. Now. Um, so I'm, not, I'm really not into, I'm not into football, I don't I understand it. My dad, my dad was so manly, he wouldn't even watch football, he only believed in rugby. Football's, yeah, it's a get out, rugby's a man's game. No, no one gets injured in rugby, they run into each other. They throw the ball and there's a hole through the middle of them. You can see the other player waving through, he goes, I'm still good to play. <laughs> and I thought, oh, someone bit my ear, oh my God, it's an international incident. <laughs> Grow up. Um, the other thing that happened, one of my heroes um, uh, passed away a week ago. We just about caught it on the last episode of The Cane, so we won't go there, won't go there again. But surprisingly, we found some tender stuff to talk about and to celebrate Robin Williams' life. But the thing that, thing that disgusted me was the behaviour on Twitter. Who are these trolls? Who are these people? They're mostly, when the screen's pulled back, some 14-year-old boy in his bedroom, angry at the world, bursting his zit, sending hate out to everyone. I don't understand people who define themselves by sending out hate on Twitter. We've all, we've all had it. I've, I had it myself. I mean, I get... I said that thing about being gay. I get more homophobic abuse than any other straight guy I know. I I get so much of it. And the more I say that I'm straight, look, I'm I'm married. Oh, yeah, of course you are. That makes it even worse, mate. Right? (laughs) And uh, the other day, I tweeted this. I'm just in the garden, chilling in the hot tub with a hot girl. And someone tweeted back, hot girl, bollocks, mate. You're so far in the closet, you're bumming Mr. Tumnus. That's what came back. Reality TV season starting as the weather gets a bit colder in Scotland, which is from August the 2nd after the summer finishes on August the 1st. <laughs> it's August the 1st, it's summer, it's August the 1st, it's August the 2nd, winter's here, everyone inside. <laughs> oh, how glorious was August the 1st this year. <laughs> it was amazing, wasn't it? All 24 hours of summer. And uh, anyway, I say reality, I don't know why, they, you know, maybe because we all stay indoors probably. Who are the reality TV fans? Give me a cheer. Big Brother star. Big Brother started last night. Lauren Goodger's in there. Her arse is going to actually explode during the final episode. And uh, she was, she, that was so funny, wasn't it? I can't believe my sex tape is out. Quickly, a 14-page spread where I talk about how much it affects me. Oh, no, my flange has fallen out during the shoot. Yeah. <laughs> if I was ashamed about my sex tape, I wouldn't like, have my arse out in heat going, I can't believe the shame I'm feeling. Read, <laughs> read it about it. This white text actually inside my bumhole. And I... <laughs> Unbelievable. Look at someone offended by the word bumhole after everything. I said the word bumhole, we're leaving more acts. Straight to Morningside, thank you. <laughs> Probably doesn't even eat organic meat. Now, 
Uh, Dragon's Den. Does anyone watch that? It's nearly drawn to its end. I love a bit of Dragon's Den. Come on, he's a national hero of Scotland in there. Like a Duncan Bunnity who never fucking invests on anything at all. What's it? I love, I love a bit of, I fucking love a bit of Dragon's Den. It's so nerdy. You've got Peter Jones. Peter Jones always looks like he just wants a lad's experience. Like, if the guy pitching isn't sort of a lad he could go to Latvia with, he's not interested. <laughs> this, is my, this is my business idea. What I'm going to do is I'm going to generate water wells in Africa. It's very investable and it's also eco-friendly. Just one question. What do you think of tits? <laughs> and then, because uh, if you're not a lad, I can't invest. It's not a viable business proposition. And then you've got fucking uh, Duncan Benite, who's so miserable, he never invests in anything whatsoever. And, uh, <laughs> let me get this straight, it's, it's, it's making infinite profit all of the time with no risk whatsoever. For that reason, I'm out. And, uh, <laughs> just never invest at all. Uh, legal highs have been in the, the news this week as well, as all the horrible things happening to people at festival. I don't understand this need we have. Look. There's parents, uh, for those of you listening at home, there are parents in the room tonight where there's 12, 13 year olds. I'm not suggesting ecstasy and heroin and cocaine's good for you. I'm just suggesting that cigarettes and alcohol aren't any freaking better, okay? <laughs> they're not in a special category just because they're legal. In fact, the number one fucking killer of men, as we've learned in the last week, is suicide, right? But after that, it's, uh, you'll think you'll find booze and cigarettes are killing a lot more people than a bit of... Can you tell me the way to pasture, please? Please. <laughs> Please, mate, can I just have a sip of your water? Never does a dreg of water look so good in the bottle. A dreg, please. A dreg, a spitty dreg in the bottle, please, mate. Right. Not that I've ever done it. <laughs> the point is, kids, if you're under 18 listening to this, uh, there's no special, just because David Cameron said that one's legal, it was still just as bad for you. To smoke, I mean, vodka Red Bull has got to be one of the most dangerous concoctions on the freaking planet. I, I don't, don't smoke weed, particularly. And the other thing is, there's a difference between skunk and old man fucking Jamaican weed that grows in the garden. They're different drugs. They keep getting muddled together in the same pot. Hydroponic, chemically modified schizo juice. Yes, stay away from it. But a bit of thing that grows from the ground like yam, nothing wrong with that shit, right? <laughs> right? We can't, people are going to smoke it, so we might as well separate them out and have a, have a proper, a proper freaking debate. Would you rather your 14-year-old was getting stoned on harmless weed and playing FIFA, or off his freaking head on vodka Red Bull on the high street? I know what I prefer, not to have kids. Now... <laughs> it's a good thing about pugs, they don't take drugs. No, the uh, vodka Red Bull, it hides how high you are. What kind of a drink? I, I mean, the older generation must be mystified by a drink. Vodka is for getting drunk. It's one of the quickest ways to get intoxicated. So why would you mix it with a taurine and caffeine drink that hides how drunk you are? It's got to be so perplexing for people that don't drink it. At least say what you like about Stella Artois. Say what you like about white wine. It shows you when it's time to go home. It's... <laughs> you get a good... Half an hour warning where you're a total cock, right? <laughs> I'm just going to drink this fifth pint of Stella and I'm going to knock out the Nigerian bloke in the toilet. My home time. Home time done. And the toilet door opens. Go away. Leave my hands up. Sleep them. And what's happened there? I've done an accent not of my own ethnicity at the Edinburgh Festival there. And, uh, some laughed and other people went, oh my God, an, an accent not of his own ethnicity. Cover me in copies of The Guardian. Tell me when this bit's over. <laughs> I just Jim Davison ripped out of my chest now. Going, chalk it. Now. No, yeah, vodka red wine. Same with white wine, girls. I don't know what's in white wine. I think it's sexist to make generalisations. Women be like this. Men be like that. 
All I know is, when I drink white wine, I just get drunk. But when a woman drinks a bottle of white wine, something entirely different seems to happen. <laughs> I would literally rather face a woman that's drunk a bottle of Smirnoff than a bottle of Chardonnay. <laughs> Such is the weird, psychotic, transformative properties of the white wine psycho, right? <laughs> I've had a bottle of wine to myself, Gary. <laughs> at, at the end of the night, it's not even language, it's just like... It's like someone's pressed control or delete on the back of your head. And every thought you've ever had is just coming out in one data stream. Like, you don't kiss me anymore. And other kids have got older. I don't know who I am anymore, Barry. Look, Debbie's defragging. And uh, that's, uh, that's, I, think that, I think that should uh, uh, do. The other, the other thing which I was in the news, but I've run out of time, is should we eat meat? This big programme went out last night about whether we should eat meat, this BBC programme. Everyone's talking about it on Twitter. Should we? And of course, these studies are absolutely useless because they go, vegetarians live longer than meat eaters, but they never ever separate out the fact that vegetarians also go to yoga and do jogging and all these things. It might have nothing to do with the fact they're eating vegetables. They might just not be partying their way to a fucking grave. We don't separate out all the information. It's very, it's very confusing. So I wouldn't mind uh, uh, debating that. I mean, I eat everything. That's how I was brought up. I eat everything, including... Right? I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry about that, girls. Sorry. That, is, that just didn't fit with my personality, did it? <sighs> but you get me alone, you better believe it will, motherfucker. Now, and, uh, and uh, I was brought up on these, you know when some pet, you know, there are kids in this room, 13, 14, who eat, do you eat, eat, eat everything, young man in the front row? No, not really, I don't like this, I don't like that. Do you know what? That wasn't in my vocabulary. I eat everything. Do you know why? Because I was brought up with the, you eat what you're given, or this fuck all school, right? <laughs> so the food went down, bit of spinach, bit of mashed potato, some carrots, lamb, right, do you want your dinner? No, I don't want it. All right then, out you go, no punishment, out you go to play. And do you know what happened? After about two days, you start to get a little bit peckish, yeah? <laughs> and on the third day, don't Brussels sprouts look motherfucking delicious. Mm, mm, thanks, mama. <laughs> It seems to fit with the children who actually sit at the table to eat. I'm one of those as well. He sits at the table to eat. You know, in the restaurant, you see some two-year-olds in tuxedos going, what was that, Father, you said about Scottish independence? Very poignant. Yes, more rusk, please. Right? <laughs> and then there's the other kid just going... <laughs> I don't think you should put a child in a high chair. They should let him run free in the restaurant and fuck up everyone else's lunch. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes the news. Now, please welcome to the stage my esteemed panel to debate the stories of the week. Are here Shaw, <laughs> Paul McCaffrey, <laughs> and Tiffany Stevenson. <laughs> An absolutely lovely audience, guys. We're very lucky, so don't hold your farts in. That's a phrase I just learned today. <laughs> if you've got something to get off your chest, don't hold your fart. Well, no, you wouldn't fart from your chest, would you? Dolphin might. Diaphragmatic farting. Chest fart, that'd be awesome. Oh no, you can do that, can't you? Sorry. Now, let's begin. That was a brain fart, mate. That was a brain fart, definitely. <laughs> I shouldn't have held my farts in there, should I? So, we're going to discuss the stories of the week. The audience are primed, they're going to ask questions, we're going to provoke them. Do not pick from the list I've done necessarily, but if there's something in there that tickles your fancy, please do. There's no order. When we get to the end of a story, whoever's brought that story up, just think of a catchy headline so we can put it on here and then we can all vote for a story afterwards. Who's up first? Go Paul. On. McCaffers, cool. go Let's on, do what it. do you want to talk about? Uh, well, the sort of not eating of meat, uh, I'm speaking as someone who was 
I've had various spells as a vegetarian, and uh, so if I'm writing the story that's in thing at the moment, it's kind of uh, focusing on the sort of uh, supersize me, sort of where people will eat a ridiculous amount of meat over a 30-day period, or yeah. kind of like the uh, long-term effects of eating red meat. I uh, stopped eating meat about five years ago, and I have to say, as someone that's given up a lot of things, I've stopped drinking, I've stopped smoking, I've stopped various different things at various points in my life, and I would say stopping eating meat after a month was the thing that I've noticed the most significant change. What, what happened? Just felt lighter, felt kind of like my body was functioning better. Did uh, you change anything? I mean, I ate shit. I would eat any kind of like... I mean, not literally shit, you know. <laughs> I don't think shit is a meat. <laughs> <laughs> that's one I'm part sure of the animal I did not eat but, um, that's why you should never go for dinner at McCaffrey's yeah exactly yeah. what is this um, burger is this venison not quite <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know I would eat like low end sort of burgers and so on and so forth this is the argument it wasn't the meat that you gave up it was the low end buns and fried stuff that was with the meat that you were eating that also probably disappeared out of your diet it's hard to separate out that from the good, from any good quality red meat that was getting in inside of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that that's how you eat it either. I think there's a theme developing here around the bottom area. But did you find you? Were being I helped? felt like it, it was amazing. Like I li literally, I mean, I've given up drinking, and you would think sort of how bad that makes you feel to stop drinking. You would feel, um, but meat literally after a month, I was like, bloody hell, I feel amazing. And did, but the rest, sorry, just one more question. Did, the, did you clean up the rest of your your diet as well? Like, were you eat? Were you sort of subconsciously going, right, well, I'll have some whole grain rice with my tofu? and all, all No, 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 I still oh. ate... Like, I'm not your typical vegetarian, I think it's fair to say. I don't think <laughs> people look at me in the street and go, he's probably a vegetarian. <laughs> uh, I was you, say on the other hand, would make an excellent vegetarian. I'm not sure if that's a compliment. Um, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't think people would initially think that I'm a vegetarian. So, like, I still eat... Everything apart from the meat went, so I was still eating pizzas, I was still eating a lot of rubbish, but, um, and, and, and the meat going did, did make me feel but better. So some indescribable internal feeling of feeling lighter rather than any... Yeah, just bit. more up, more kind okay. of like, less sluggish, just kind of like Slug mentally is, sharper. Slug is a meat. Slug is, yeah. Um, are, are, are here, were you going to say something? Sorry. Uh, no, I was going to ask exactly that same question uh, <laughs> about whether you changed anything else, but like, so I've... I'm also a vegetarian, uh, but I... I How long have you been vegetarian Well, for? so I told my mum that I wanted to stop eating meat when I was, like, two years old because I've always been an arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, she, like, I think for a while, like, convinced me that fish fingers weren't made of fish, uh, but, like, which may well be true. Uh, but kind of, I, I, so I kind of, uh, that was the last thing to go. And I think it's kind of been all right, but I don't really have the experience of it. Like people be like, oh, how can you not eat bacon? But I've never had bacon in my life. I don't know if it's been that much of an advantage generally. To no, be I didn't miss it either. This is the thing. Like you'd have a roast dinner, like for roast dinners, for example, I'd, you, I'd discovered for me, I mean, this is going to go a bit culinary, but like uh, I, um, you know, like it was actually not the meat that I found was the thing that I was looking forward to the most. It was like the parsnips, the roast potatoes, etc. Just don't uh, say jus. <laughs> you had some jus. Exactly, the side. some jus. Bread sauce. Love a bit of bread sauce, but like the meat was uh, was secondary. Did you say jus? What did you say? I said jus when people say oh, it's got a. You said we ate a jus. I was like, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of cuisine do you eat? <laughs> a roasted a Muslim is much more delicious. <laughs> He's like, no, I've given up the meat, you know. I've had, but I still eat pizza. I still eat a lot of cheese. The occasional Sikh guy. I mean. <laughs> oh, Sikhs are lovely. Okay. Because they've got to be in season. That's the problem. <laughs> so, are, are you vegetarian at the moment? Oh, 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. What, Tiff? Come on, you've got to be another meat eater. I, 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 oh. as you're talking about this, I'm just going bacon sandwich, bacon sandwich, steak and kidney pie. I pretty much eat, like, haggis, neeps and tatties. You've got to get involved. You're in Scotland, mate. Yeah. Got to get involved in this, so you don't know what you're missing. When you said I've given up meat, cigarettes, alcohol, I was like, you've given up life. Yeah. That's what you've given up. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can I do, I do think it's about moderation, as with everything. You know, if you came up here and every day ate a deep-fried Mars bar and a haggis and whatever, you'd be a legend. But, yeah, you would. You would. You would. My boyfriend literally went, "Oh, I've got to have a, a haggis, haggis supper while we're up here." You know, because he's west coast of Scotland. They like a well-fired bacon roll. Yep. And, uh, you know, you just... Uh, yeah, I love it. I'll, I, basically, anything, apart from uh, liver and onions, which makes me gib. But, yep. like, anything else, I'm pretty much... You come from a similar background to me, right, Tip? So when I, when I was 13, 14, you go for that, I'm going to be vegetarian. It, it was like having to come out to my dad... That having to break that news as he was going down macros to bog by his meat, I might as well have said, I'm actually Liza Minnelli, or something like that. It's like that bit in, um, in my big fat Greek wedding where he goes, I'm a vegetarian. She goes, I'm making lamb. Yeah. <laughs> I think these but, things are always done like, though. It's always sort of like super size, but it's like he ate nothing but McDonald's exactly. for 30 days and he felt terrible. Of course he fucking did. If you did anything, yeah. solidly, I mean, I did yoga solidly over 30 days. How did you feel? Bent in half. <laughs> smug. Yeah. Smug. You've got to feel smug if yeah. you do. So smug, my face broke. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I got it. Yeah, you, it was pretty much whatever was put in front of you. was. It. The, my worst, though, the one meat dish I didn't like, and this was just my working class pattern, my Scottish dad, we would have just, like, mince and potatoes, and that was just the worst. Unflavoured mince. That is the ultimate working class meal, isn't it? Just yeah. Just fried mince. So mince and potatoes. You might be like, you get a couple of peas in <laughs> there for yeah. your mince. Some potatoes. It was just grim. Can I put some salt on it? No. No. <laughs> so, I mean, I think so. I, I grew up uh, in an Indian household, which may surprise many of you. <laughs> it may at least surprise listeners. I don't, yeah, yeah, down, down the road, road down the road. From Tiff, uh, Tiff and I grew up uh, very, very near one another. Uh, it was a real tale of two cities. We are from very similar backgrounds, yeah. regardless of what you all might think from the way that I pronounce the word years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and in that sort of environment, although the rest of my family uh, aren't vegetarian, it, it was a very easy environment to be a vegetarian in because but so much Indian cooking was that way. And that's sorry, just sort of so you grew up in like the same sort of postcode as Tiff, is that right? Yeah. So yeah. you've got a very different. I don't know if our listeners can pick up the difference in accents. Yeah. Tiffany's accent is slightly closer to mine, <laughs> and yours is quite he far away. He wanted to better himself. And he you... did. And I kept this. <laughs> How did you get that voice? I, I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> what's, your, what's your family's accent, normal accent then? Uh, kind of, my, my dad's is uh, kind of mainly Indian, my mum. Mainly? Does he do well, a bit of Jamaican Indian? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, likes to, he likes to keep us constantly guessing. You know? It's like, good evening Indian out here. Most, yeah. <laughs> Indian every, uh, yeah, Indian most days of the week and then suddenly South American every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Involved. And then my mum came over here uh, quite a lot earlier than he did, so she's just got a British accent now. So did you go to like a good school? I'm fascinated, but I, I mean, I don't know if it's more in England than it is in Scotland, but in England, like, you hear someone's accent and your brain's going categorising, you know, like little Terminator glasses. Yeah. I like the, the, Edinburgh, the Edinburgh versus Glasgow, because yeah. Edinburgh have got that thing of where they hold on to the vowel sounds, like they're afraid an English person's going to nick them. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had that conversation once when I went to pick up the keys for a flat up here and she answered the phone and she went, good afternoon. 
So I was like, how long is this going to go on for? Into the evening. <laughs> That's because they're all part owl. Oh, there we go. But in Scotland, that was a lot better than you gave it credit yeah. for. I was some in-the-moment riffing, yeah. grade A, and nothing. It gets higher, like, the higher you go in Scotland. Yeah, the higher the accent gets. Just like, I think on the Orkneys, they're just speaking in, like, monotone. Just go, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> See, you give his owl impression something. <laughs> Fickle. <laughs> just because it's his name on the ticket, come on. If in doubt, do I I think I heard the best sentence uh, said in a Scottish accent in a clothes shop last year. Uh, I'm not sure where it's from. I think Aberdeen, that's what I told myself. Uh, And a woman said, Hey, it's nice. Well, let's hear a look at Anna (laughs) Brun. Tickled me. Uh, Joe, I think I heard a better one than that. I was was in Glasgow doing a gig a couple of months ago, and uh, there was a a magician, a friend of mine who's like a magician on BBC3, came to the gig afterwards, and if you get him drunk, he starts to do his tricks in the bar. I don't know if anyone's ever seen like close-up magic that's sort of the new generation of it. It's thrilling to see. And he was doing all this card stuff. And you know when you've all had a drink, everyone's stood around. And he did this thing with two cards. I signed the card, I sealed it. It appeared from nowhere. And everyone, you know the moment of the reveal, the prestige, where everyone stood there with their mouths hanging open, going, that's just the most amazing I've ever seen. And no one had seen this drunk Glaswegian guy sort of drifting from the street who'd been watching it. And right in that magical moment, he went, that's great, but can you do the one where Iron Brew comes out of a shoe? <laughs> that was one of the best moments of my fucking life in Scotland. <laughs> I was out in um, right on the Asda, the other, and I think, I think the funniest sight on a sun was it a Sunday we were driving to Glasgow and we stopped at the Asda on the way, and there was just a man, really fucked off Scottish man, with his family carrying a giant donkey pinata. I just thought that was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Just like this thing of joy com- next to a face of absolute abject misery. Like, He's bought it for the physical hell. release and beating like, the thing. Right, so meat, uh, I don't think we've reached a conclusion. I personally think the processed meat, stay away from those. If it's good, uh, high-grade bit of steak, as long as you're not eating loads of crap carbs around it and loads of processed food, you're probably all right. But our audience may disagree. Meat is the first subject. Does anyone have any questions on meat, diet, nutrition, anything like that? Ask anything. Uh, where do pork scratchings fit into all this? That's a good question. Oh, delicious. That's where they fit yeah, into it. They fit into my mouth regularly. <laughs> <laughs> Pork scratchings, how would you Is that an STD, by the way? No. (laughs) It is, yeah, it can be, yeah. That's good. Um, What do you think of pork scratching then? Nice. Would you eat one of those? I mean, I'm back on the meat, but for ethical reasons, I stopped and I'm not okay with it. I'm going to stop eating again. But what about an organic, free range pork scratching? A pig that's had stories read to it all of its life. It's it's probably learnt violin, stuff like that. (laughs) I'm ready to die, father. Yeah. I mean, you've just made that up, though, haven't you? That <laughs> oh, there, is, there is. There's a book called The Pig That Wants To Be Eaten. Has anyone ever read it? It's, it's yeah. a book full of thought yeah, experiments yeah. by a philosopher called, I think, Baganini or something, if you want to look it up. And he said, what if there was, we invented a machine where you could attach probes to an animal's head and it was a pig that wanted to be, become meat? It 100% wants to be meat. It wants to be eaten. Now, is it then ethical for a vegetarian to eat the pig that wants to be eaten? Oh, but then that stuff also happens in the world, right? There are like cases yeah. in the in the news where yeah. some people meet over the internet because one person wants to be eaten by someone. That's right. That German guy who ate a cock and yeah. balls. He what? 
You say <laughs> Sorry, that you eat everything, we... <laughs> Russell. Uh, oh, yeah. Wasn't there was a guy in Germany, I'm, pr- I'm pretty what, sure it was in Germany, who placed an advert in the newspaper saying that he wanted to be a cannibal and he specifically wanted to eat right. someone's cock and balls. And someone replied to that ad and went, I want my cock and balls to be e- eaten by some weird German man. Yeah. And it happened. I mean, that's understand. I can understand that. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't understand that desire. Just like I am sick of dealing yeah. with this situation. I think the pork. I think the pork scratching is an, on, an honourable, an honourable snack. If you're eating meat, I've, see for me, I never understood when organic first came out. Where I come from, freaking council estate on the. It's board. On, honourable, but like I mean, it's tasty. Don't get me wrong. I'd love a pork scratching, but how is it honourable? It's like a British. It's an honourable. <laughs> that's just how they package it. That's yeah. not honourable, is it? Uh, just because it comes in a packet with a Union Jack yeah. on it doesn't exactly. make it an honourable snack. Flag. We will, we will duel at 6pm with guns. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, when organic first came out, I mean, I didn't really know what that was. I thought, well, have I been eating inorganic meat? Have I been eating robot all this freaking time? <laughs> uh, but now I realise it's about, you know, there's not crap in it, it's about how it's been raised, it's about eth- ethically interacting with, with the farmers. So a pork scratching that's been made like that will be straight down the gullet. It's, that's just my... There's, just there's, my sort of, there's sort of all of that and then just a whispered, then we killed it. Right, at yeah, the yeah, end, yeah. Isn't there? Like, with honour. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> um, we need to wrap up. No time for any more meaty questions. Unless anyone's got a burning ham question or anything. Uh, burning ham. Sounds like a 70s experimental pop album. Or no, a town in the East ham. Midlands. You are. <laughs> or a town in the East Midlands. <laughs> burning ham. Very, very great. Out of the round of applause goes to a pun. Disgust me. <laughs> we need a headline. I'm moving out of Birmingham. <laughs> Let's crack on. Um, we can do the uh, the legal highs one. Well, I've got a bit of a spin-off from that story. Go for it. Because I don't know if any of you saw the... So, the, so we've got the thing about putting... Because in Scotland, they've got minimum pricing on alcohol, and they keep trying to do that in England, don't they? Which we don't want, because it's going to affect the price of the everyday vodka in Tesco's. So we don't want that. <laughs> you don't want that. Yeah, no, I don't want it. It's part of the essentials range, isn't it? It's like cooking vodka. LAUGHTER <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I do think we're in really dangerous territory when you, you know, the world, when people are... Because it's always put forward as an argument and it's always the working classes and the poorest people that end up paying for this kind of thing, you know. Jeremy Hunt will go, drink-related injuries are crippling the NHS, they're costing them 10 billion, right? And you go, well, how much is Vodafone's tax bill? That's about... Pay that. Pay that and that'll cover some of the drink-related injuries. Mm. But uh, on the note of, like, legal or illegal drugs... um, Daniela Westbrook, you may have seen this weekend, uh, is back on the old uh, bugle. Uh, <laughs> if we could just spend five minutes with all the different names we know for Coke, that would make me happy. Uh, two. Marching powder. Devil's dandruff. A Magumbo. Beak. Banger. Gack. Charlie. <laughs> You're all too good at this. <laughs> Street Vim. Street Vim. Let's <laughs> make that one up. Um, so she's, yeah, so there was like, but... What intrigued me, there was there were like five pages devoted to this story in the Sunday Mirror. There's a man nodding, he's seen it. Five pages on whether someone that... I mean, is she even who, that famous who anymore? Who is this person? Exactly. Who is she? There's a little but, slither <laughs> of Palestine underneath her septum. <laughs> oh, I mean, priorities, Daily Mirror. She was in EastEnders... What is she in now? Is she in Hollywood? Uh, rehab. Rehab. <laughs> 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 she, was, uh, she was in EastEnders for a little while, and basically she took so much coke that she destroyed her septum and then just had some kind of blowhole in her face. <laughs> Back to dolphins, I knew we'd get there. <laughs> Can she fart um, out of it? <laughs> well, her boyfriend was like, result. <laughs> um, 
Oh yeah, I went there. I went there. But yet you applauded at a pun. Uh, but uh, she's, she, it's not the first time she's had this problem. She's in and out of it. And I don't know whether five pages of a newspaper should be devoted to it. But I do remember the last time she got off it, she was trying to give Kerry Katona advice on loose women. And this was amazing. Because what she said was, she was like, Kerry needs to give up the coke. I don't want her to wake up. I don't want the same thing to happen to her as happened to me. I don't want her to wake up one morning to find her septum missing. <laughs> Spot the contradiction in that sentence. Um, and then she, <laughs> and then she said, "Yeah, do, she'll, she'll it'll just dis, like it disappears overnight." That's what intrigued me. Mm. Like you go to bed, going, <laughs> and then the next morning, oh, it's gone. And if that happens, well, so like most people are like, "All right, keys, phone, wallet," and you septum. have to be like, "Keys, phone, wallet, septum." <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, it's still there. It's okay. Yeah. If that happens, does the tooth fairy leave a rolled up twenty pound? <laughs> well, I was uh, <laughs> under the pillow. <laughs> I was thinking about that because, like, all right, so if the thing is normally, like, a rolled-up £20 note up one nostril, if you didn't have the septum, would it have to be, like, a loo roll or something like <laughs> Substantially larger. <laughs> um, yeah, but... <laughs> but what, what, about the, what about this idea of, of, the, of the legal high and, and some states in America and what Portugal have done of legalising uh, drugs? Would that increase, decrease usage? Would it have no effect? Well, it's, it's been less, has it been more decriminalising possession in a lot of places like Portugal and stuff like that? No, the, a lot of drugs have been made legal in yeah, some The problem places. is with legal highs. Like, they, they're, they're legal for such a short space of time, but they're actually sort of like really, really bad. So they'll find a kind of like slightly different chemical... So like MDMA, but like a two steps away from it. So mm. it's not actually MDMA. And it's legal, for like meow meow. I mean, that was uh, legal yeah. for, a, for a long, long time. And then they'll sort of like make them illegal. So like for a festival season, they're kind of all right to buy. And they're fucking but strong. Could you, could you imagine if it became illegal while you was high? Our paranoid, you have to become illegal halfway through my bars. God damn it. I'm a, I'm a criminal and I'm off my tits. <laughs> Isn't it about quantity with anything, though? It's kind of like the discussion yeah. about the meat. So, like, if anything... like Hang paracetamol... on a second. You're not recommending five a day for MDMA. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, paracetamol, if you take enough, uh, dangerous, right? So, yeah. you know, with anything... I, I, but I do, I do think... So, what, what are they talking about uh, legalising or, well, or, or making what, criminal? Argu- meow, meow. Because it's plant food, isn't the it? The argument is which I don't necessarily believe, that because like, weed and cannabis, for example, is, is illegal, it's sort of in the black market. So if you're 16, you're going to buy some weed. If the dealer happens to have, I don't know, some LSD on them or maybe some MDMA, maybe you might just try that just on a whim one day. Maybe you just would. And it, it, but if it was for sale in, in the chemist or in the news agents, then you wouldn't be in contact with that ladder, that gateway of drugs. It's That's the argument. Mind you, not that kids would. Who would go to the chemist to get off my tits? Yeah, just off down boots. But it's just but they just gonna... classify it differently. That's the thing, isn't it? It's like poppers. They go room fragrance, and you go that is poppers. I mean, you sniff it, and it's like oh ah. That's essentially. <laughs> 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 But just by de- like making it, classifying it as something else, of, of not in a Meow Meow's plant food, plant food room fragrance, you know. Well, practical uses for drugs type thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cleaning the sides with some pills. But you're talking about sort of like, where, like so, so marijuana obviously is a lot less harmful than a lot of the legal drugs. My, my wife is a substance misuse worker, so she works with us a lot. Right. And like seasoned and professional junkies will know which of the sort of legal highs are the 
best, as it were, ones to get hold of. And some of them are a lot worse than illegal drugs. Aerosols, mm. aren't they? Like, <laughs> but no, actual but things that are like specific. So there's one called Cherry Bomb that apparently is really bad. That sort of, you can where'd buy. Where do you get that? Just, just... Yeah. <laughs> From like the head shops. You know shops where they sell bombs. You just go in and buy like it for a fiver. Obviously, we're not recommending that. The... Worse. Yeah. Well, is there any, any questions on drugs, legal highs, substances, stuff like that? Obviously, Anyone on any We're right intoxicated now. with debate up here. <laughs> Don't you think that um, cannabis should probably be legal in this country, considering the, the amount that alcohol kills people and how well it's doing in America, Colorado and stuff for the economy? Um, I think they've made about $250 million, uh, in revenue. Uh, and then all the money that you're putting into kind of busting people that are smoking a plant, you could probably put into educating people on drugs. Yeah, Full stop. hundred percent. There you go. What do you make of that, guys? What do you think of that? I hundred percent think cannabis should have been made illegal like years ago. I think it's ridiculous to me that it isn't. I can't understand why, why it's And it's illegal. proven that it has medicinal qualities and stuff for people um. with... You know, people and, who are enjoying a box set. Do <laughs> 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 you know I mean? My box set, I really the, struggle to get through it. It has sales, a deeply medicinal quality if you watch the Lego film. It's fantastic. Yeah. And the yeah. sales of uh, confectionery go up as well, exactly. so everyone wins. You could do a two for like a promotion with Mars Bar and, and <laughs> a free spliff with this multi pack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need a subject, a headline, of course. Um, that's snow business. That's snow business. <laughs> I'm quite enjoying that. It's like being at school. Sound, yeah. It's quite reassuring. Writing noises. I think worse than awkward writing noises, awkward eating noises. Awkward sex noises. Why do you... And there was one of them. <laughs> What's awkward sex noises? Like sort of silent British... <laughs> no, like uh, whistling a jaunty tune or something like yeah, that. Never whistle during... Also, never put a sorting hat on a girl and say, Gryffindor, just as you're entering her. <laughs> it's just something I learned the hard way. Uh, Shouting your own name during climax. Well, that's terrible, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, this isn't really to do with sex, but I'll tell you what happened on my holiday just before we did the last subject. I was in Ibiza. I don't know if you saw it on Twitter. Me and, uh, me and Lindsay, that's my, we spelled with an EY because she's a girl, not a man. And uh, <laughs> we turned up at the hotel. We were staying at this hotel bit. It's just, it's not posh or anything, but it's a bit historic. You know, like a few celebs have stayed there. It's not, it's not posh. They just put you up if you're doing a gig over there. And I was in the shower and I heard Lindsay go, Rah! scream, and I came out. And they didn't mean anything by it, they just weren't keeping up with the news. But they still had, in this particular hotel room we were in, over the bed, a signed picture of Rolf Harris looking <laughs> over the bed. So I was like, oh, that's hilarious. So I did, I did a selfie, right, of me. Go, have a look on my Twitter, it's still there. I did a selfie of me and Rolf Harris like that. Anyway, the freaking thing's gone a bit viral, you know, like a thousand odd retweet. Some of the Ibiza clubs have retweeted, ah, keep up, Pikes Hotel. And uh, I was like, shit, I hope <laughs> backfire a little bit. Anyway, I was getting ready the next morning. There's a freaking knock on my hotel, on my hotel door. And it's the manager of the hotel. I went, I'm sorry, I don't know how to say this. It's a bit embarrassing. We need to uh, remove Rolf Harris. From <laughs> 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 the thing is, like, once you removed him, the menacing sort of slightly pale yeah. yellow patch made me think of him even more. Just the absence, <laughs> the absence of Ralph was somehow more poignant. <laughs> Sorry, not related. Anyway, one last, one last topic. Uh, yeah, so very excited for the beginning of the new Barclays Premiership oh, season. No. <laughs> I am extraordinary. No, because I really feel that this is QPR's year. <laughs> this 
is not the voice of someone who likes football. Uh, Look at the ear. It just it doesn't what sound right. What is QPR? What's a QPR? I'm hoping that some of these from don't even know what that is. Uh, QPR is Queen's Park Rangers Football Club. Oh, They're the finest uh, football club in the world. Uh, yeah. Oh, what, uh, what, uh, what, what are the fucking chances? One person agreeing. <laughs> Are they, are they twinned with the Scottish team? Because aren't, aren't a lot of English clubs twinned with, uh, like they have like a Scottish cousin or something? So like there was a time about a year ago when I was watching the TV and a Scottish club called Queen's Park were playing the Scottish club Rangers and no I way. felt very conflicted. Uh, <laughs> but they don't have like a Scottish twin or something? I don't believe so, no. Because I didn't have that. like that, like a family type thing. Anyway, go on. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I didn't really have that uh, thing of not... Because uh, I'm obviously dreadful at sport. I mean, I, I realise I have the physique of a man who looks as though he could be saved for just two pounds a month. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid the listeners won't appreciate just how funny and accurate that yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> but so I'm, I'm dreadful at sport myself, I could have, but I do very much uh, still like watching it because I love uh, seeing someone execute something that I'm totally incapable of doing myself. Yeah. I'm like, God, that's so impressive yeah, that. that you're able to do that. I played about five minutes of a five-a-side match hungover in February. Paul, were you there or did you drop out? This was the one in Leicester, yeah. I was hungover, too hungover. Yeah, exactly. So I was still hammered, so I thought it was a fantastic idea. We don't call um, it hangover, by the way. We call it living. <laughs> Just mornings. Uh, so and I thought after about five minutes, it's like, okay, cool. So this is how I die. And <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm okay with that. I had a real moment of peace inwardly, uh, generally with the world. I'm like, this is all right. This is, I'm surrounded by my friends and I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> and then I see these people who I assume in the premiership, they're probably at least twice as good as me, right? Um, and they're doing it for like 90 minutes. And that's so I have an anxi- a recurring anxiety dream where I get bought on for Southampton. <laughs> and I'm like, fucking hell, how has this happened? And that, I, get, I have that dream probably about once a month. Yeah. Where someone's like, Paul, you're going to have to go on. Considering- I'm like, oh, OK. And I think I'll blag this. And all of a sudden, I'm like, shit, this Where's is actually- Considering their activity in the transfer window, that might happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't I've got a question for you, Tiff. It, it sounds more sexist than it is, but statistically, you've got to agree, more men like football than women. Is that a fair comment? Um, Overall. Or do you think do you think it's exactly fairly balanced? Um, women? I, I was into it for a little while. I um, when I was a kid, I used to go to games and stuff with my dad, and then I sort of lost interest a bit and started going to international games. But so you've got, you must can see. With, yeah, that but I, I think there's the, more there's more men. But yeah. why? But why? That's what I want to ask you as, because as a lady. it's men playing. So that's what's represented on the pitch. If right. women's football became bigger, then I think more women would enjoy... Is that true, g- girls? If it was all women playing, would, would you all be off down the, the football and go, I've had enough of this coffee morning with my fragrant candle. <laughs> I'm going to go and watch a 16-stone lady knock one in the back of the net. I don't, I don't, I don't, know, I, I don't know why not as many... You know, like I say, I used to be into... It's a, it's a... But I wonder if it's something about the male... Is there something about the male brain? not very fashionable to say these things. Is there something about men's brains? I don't want to speak for all women. That's what ends up being in comedy. You're like, speak for all women? No, No. I'll speak for this woman. That's who I'm speaking for. Speak for this Uh, woman. uh, Yeah, speak for this woman. I went on a date with a footballer, if that helps. Ramon Vega. Who? Ramon Ramon Vega. Who's that? He's on Street Fighter, isn't he? (laughs) (laughs) He used to play for, for Spurs. Did he? Yeah. So, come on, what happened? Tell us. Uh, that was it. We went to dinner. Yeah. Was, it was more interesting than he seemed because he spoke like four different languages, which was more than me. Yeah. Um, that was it, really. Binned it off. Didn't? Binned it off, yeah. Just had a dinner and then went, nah. 
No, mate. I want to go out with someone from Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go? You haven't been out with someone from Blue, have you? No, I didn't. No, <laughs> didn't oh, no. tease us like that. No, they were just the days though when you used to kick about like China Whites. It was always like foot, like we used to get. They used to do like a China Whites. Yeah. Uh, there's another Ching. There's another one. Uh, but do you, do you do you follow any sport at all? Do you ever check? I'm, yeah. I literally just take out the sports section and hand it to whichever man is I with like me, the, and then carry on with my newspaper like that. I like a bit of the um, I like the tennis when it's on. Mm. I get into the uh, quite into the golf as well. Love to watch golf. the Masters. You know, I've, I watched that for the first oh time. God, with it was amazing. It was, it was quite serious. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good the way that it sort of finishes on the Sunday. It's a perfect sort of Sunday. Get up and watch it. Have you, Russell? I recommend watching it. Have you ever watched the snooker? No. <laughs> the snooker's all right because it's everyone a... can have a go at that down the down the pub and everything. Well, the darts. Pepper, get into the darts, mate. Darts yeah. all right. Yeah. Get watch people get hyped up and then a fat man walks out. It's amazing. <laughs> Do you know you know the comedian Tim Vine? He he tries to throw a 180 every morning before the kettle boils for his morning tea. It's a bit of trivia for you. He boils his kettle and then throws a 180, then has a cup of tea and writes 10 jokes. How's that? <laughs> and some of us just ride by on our personalities, and yeah. that is fine. It's so sad that I, I look up to that. I aspire to that. I, mean, I did 168 and nine jokes this morning. I'm getting there. <laughs> I mean, I can't. I just. So you, you obviously like football then, Paul? Yeah, yeah. Any other sport? Tennis, golf. Golf, golf though, seriously. Golf's yeah, amazing. Oh, crazy golf, yes, that is a lot. <laughs> Any golf's crazy golf when you're playing, mate. Yeah, especially on MDMA, it's amazing. <laughs> Have you ever played golf on MDMA? No, I never. Like, never. Ali Pally. Really? Yeah, 10 o'clock in the morning, oh, 1997. Pitch and putt on the side of Ali Pally. Drug crazy golf. off my head. <laughs> what was drug golf like? Don't know, just came on a whim, sort of 8 o'clock in the morning. Should we go and play golf? Let's do it. <laughs> Turned out to be not quite as good an idea as we originally <laughs> thought it was, about halfway round. That's, that's, that's a real stupid. clown's mouth, it's not a golf course. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pitch and putt at Ali Pally's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Nice little, we'll, t- we'll do a day. Let's see if we can get, see if we can get you into it, Russell. I just think things like Formula One. I mean, watching Formula One on telly, I, mean, I can't. It's not that I've, I mean, oh, I admire what it. these guys the comms, do. The comms, right? If you watch it now, because you get all the comms, so you get to hear what everyone's saying during the race, and it's brilliant for it's brilliant for like innuendo. You get like Lewis Hamilton going, "My back end's all over the place," and you're like, "Whee! Yeah. It's amazing." Yeah, if I could just listen to those bits. I used to enjoy football when it's just the highlights, you know, when you just watch match of the day highlights, and then it's 15 minutes, there's loads of goals and loads of stuff happens. Mm. But it's like, after you've played my there's, there's something quite nice about it, because I found particularly with just doing stand-up and wandering around the country on your own and writing on your own and all that sort of thing, basically quite a lonely pursuit, I always thought that there was something quite nice about being into something else outside that loads of other people mm. were into as well and learning loads about that. It's like, it does have quite a lot in common with religion, I think. Yeah. Okay, we need one question on sport. We've got a question of sport. And uh, there's a question of sport over there. Um, well, I'm a Liverpool fan, so I think we're going to win the league, by the way. A Liverpool, <laughs> yeah. Liverpool fan? Yeah. Um, do you think footballers are well, well overpaid, like myself? I think they're yep. totally overpaid, but do you think they are as well? And should they be contributing maybe something else to just for part of them getting wages, maybe giving money to someone else? Contributing something else for their wages? Well, like a bit of carpentry. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, is when you find, you find this out with all the endorsement deals and everything, when their careers come to an end, that footballers are only interested in when they're on a pitch. 
Mm. And pretty much that's the only place. I, I'm saying this, you've got a best mate who's a, who's a footballer, so I've realised that's probably a bit rude. But, I mean, but the, who's the one on Twitter all the time Joey pretending Barton. to be a philosopher? Joey Barton, <laughs> the greatest midfielder in the world. <laughs> Play, he plays for QPR, Ross. Can we put that in oh, Dave's right. top ten jokes of the festival? <laughs> but the, uh, I mean, what else are they going to... Con- contribute really bless them I mean get, it seems to be that if you're really good at kicking a ball with your feet you have to pay with your brain seems to be <laughs> that bit of the brain shrinks I mean when they brought in, they brought in what's that stuff they were using in the World Cup that's the most interesting I've ever been in football where they spray with the, the magic foam is that it what's it called mm. well, not magic foam it's got to be called something else other than that what's it called what's a technical term for that the magic foam I think they should use that to confuse Wayne Vanishing Rooney Vanishing foam yeah. should confuse Rooney with that by spraying words he can't comprehend like cat mat and <laughs> Lover and grandma. <laughs> Rune. It's a good job his name's easy to spell. But they are, they are. Over, I, I think even if you're into football, you've got to agree that, that footballers are so. You only paid what you're worth, though. It's not, it's not like they're snatching the money from a, uh, from a pot that can't pay them. They're obviously I worth. I disagree with people saying they're not intelligent. They have a different type of intelligence. Yeah. There is, like, you know, their brains work in a different way. Artificial. Yeah. <laughs> But they're not allowed to be too bright. Do you right. remember? I remember when you have to sort of start. It's like a maths, like a, it's like a mathematic brain. Yeah. You have to be able to, you know. Oh, read. But I also like, also I bloody also hate. find that. Yeah, I find that like, like I like can't. Music is mm. similar. You know, like music would have a, a mathematician's brain. Cause have to I would pay a lot of money to see Rooney play a violin a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes nice when you bite it. <laughs> I, I we, we are, I'm afraid we are out, we're out of time because oh. we're in Edinburgh, which means when you overrun, you are exterminated in the foyer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we need, we need a sporty headline. Um, uh, so for my particular persuasion uh, in this uh, season, it will be, come on, you ours. That's, that's love, that is. Yeah, yeah. It's technically not necessary because it doesn't possess anything. Right. You put a... Yeah, no, sorry. All we have to do is vote for which we think was the most... the story that gave us the most interesting things to think about. It doesn't necessarily be the funniest, but which is the juiciest, most poignant, interesting story of the week that we've discussed. If you think it was... I knew that it'd be hard to remember what that was about. The meat story. Moving out of Birmingham. If you think it was moving out of uh, Birmingham, give me a cheer and a clap now. That's quite people like the meat story. Someone actually yawned during that in the front. What kind of a protest was that? Uh, if you think it was the illegal high and drugs debate, that snow business, give me a clap now. Yeah, like that. A few people on catweed. And if it's come on you ours, the sports debate, give me a cheer now. <laughs> Not even the guy who asked yeah. the question. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, think, I think for me that's the snow business, so drugs and legal highs is the story of the week. Thank you very much. This has been the Canyon. Round of applause for our panel. Ah, here's Shah, Tiffany Stevenson, Paul McCaffrey. Yeah. Russell Kay, thank you for listening. Goodbye.